Okay, Ice Cream Man Conspiracy Podcast. Let's get into it. Okay, um, I'm going to do a talk on Freemasonry today. So, I've uh, read uh, one book specifically on Freemasonry. I've read some of their ritual. Uh, they have a small ritual, ritual book that you're supposed to memorize. Um, and I'm just going to give you my background. I'm not a Freemasonry. I, I actually... Believe it or not, I applied to join Freemasonry. Um, they didn't. They didn't accept me. But what they did, they actually uh, like um, they followed me around. This investigator, whatever, he would videotape me. This sounds crazy, but it's a hundred percent true. He, when I was uh, after I'd sold ice cream um, at Rainbow Ice Cream, I would. Uh, I took the Sky Train at that time, and I would. Uh, I would walk to the Sky Train from. Uh, from the Rainbow Ice Cream office in New West when we were in New West, right? And uh, this guy, he would, I see him in his car, he'd videotape me, and he was right in the open. I was like, what the hell? And this was the exact same time that I applied to be a, a Freemason, and they, they sent me, like, they were very indirect. He Like, one guy, he sent me an email, but he didn't send me an email to my email, because you have to apply, I just applied with my own email. Um, with a small, short, uh, I think at that time I was in a global information network too, the uh, gin. So I was already a member in this other club, but I applied and, um, and then he, it was kind of very strange. He's kind of sent me this email about, or yeah, would you be willing to learn a lot and stuff like this, but he never talked about Freemasonry. He just sent me this random email to my, I was selling stuff on, selling soccer jerseys on Craigslist, right? And he, like, he must have searched my phone number on Craigslist or on the internet, and then he came up, and I got this weird email, yeah, would you be willing to learn and stuff like that, and um, it's all very strange, you know, if he wanted to ask me questions, he just could have called me on the phone, right? Or sent a normal email, say, hey, I'm Joe from the local uh, Freemason Lodge. Uh, uh, tell me about yourself, right? But um, I, I, I didn't really even care because um, in this club, uh, the gym, gym club, I call it, Global Information Network, um... I was a member in that, right? I told you in the previous podcast, but um, I knew a lot of Freemasons in that club, and I knew a 32nd degree Mason, and he told me, he said, look, what we learn in the gin club is, is way better than what I've learned being a Mason. You know, he was a high-level Mason. He told me what we learn in gin, you know, with the Your Wishes, Your Command CD and all the training it was better information information than just being a mason so and i kind of heard like i've heard a lot about it um uh going up the levels in freemasonry is a lot about memorization and there's a ritual book you get a very small book and it it's very uh you know you have to memorize like paragraphs and paragraphs and pages of texts and and then you have to go step by step through this um a ritual you know you put your hand there you say this another guy does this another guy does that and then you know 
you have to do it step by step and if you don't do it accurately then you have to wait to the next month and then you try it again so it's all about memorization and going up and i've heard this from other masons uh i've listened to them do talks and stuff and you can go up rather fast if you're very good at memorization um i'm just gonna go in all different directions and give you my thoughts okay so they say Masonry started around the time of King Solomon from a guy named Hiram of the Ephrate, and he was uh, he was uh, like an actual mason, so he was uh, like a builder, you know. And I've heard that that they became these skilled builders became very skilled and making buildings, and they were always uh, needed, you know, by the people in charge, wealthy people needed these people to make buildings and they became very, very rich. They would charge uh, a high price in gold and it makes sense that it takes a lot of math and stuff, um, geometry, et cetera, et cetera, to make, uh, make a big building, right? So, and then they became powerful over time and then there's all kind of like a they say like a modern Scottish Freemasonry just started like, you know, 600 years ago in the 1400s or something like that, right? But I don't, you know, I think if you look, if you look at the cult of Mithras, this is like a, like a Mithras, like a bull worshipping type of cult and it's very, very similar to Freemasonry, a bunch of guys and they have uh, secrets to get together and do rituals and it's about the st astrology and stuff like that. Uh, in our club, but uh, Kevin says, Kevin Trudeau, he says Freemasonry is about energy. So I kind of believe that. And um, okay, my thinking is that they have, there's a thought, there's a thought field around the earth, right? And so all the thoughts that have ever been thought are in this field and you can access that field, right? I can actually tell you how to access a field uh, if you want to know. Um, you can very simply, you can access that field, like every person should be able to, right? And you can definitively um, do an experiment to test your abilities to access that field. And what this experiment is, is you just go create an email, create an email address. You know how you have like You'll do like ice cream at hotmail.com or something like that, right? And then you try and pick that and it's already been chosen, right? You know that? When you sign up for an email at ice cream at gmail.com, you'll, you'll try and type this in and you'll try and sign up a specific email. Well, if you can access the field and you can access all the everybody's mind in the whole entire world like basically okay this sounds outrageous but i'll give you proof okay you can just intuitionally access all the everyone alive all the thoughts out there and your first time you can sign up a new email and get it right the first time so you could just put two words together like uh chosen apple or something like that or um or hide from lightning you know whatever at gmail.com or or 
I'm so cool, but the moon is better. I don't know. Fuck, I'm just making this up at the top of my head. But if you get it right the first time, and I mean, like, don't use numbers. Use a couple words. You should be able, you can access a field. You can tell what hasn't been used by accessing your field, uh, accessing your power, right? So just try it to do an experiment and you can, that's a very simple way to access the field of uh, thought field around you, right? Just create a new email and if you can do it the first time, like uh, Bob's dog is dumb or something at gmail.com. If you can get that, you will know that, look, everybody on the planet Earth, none of them have picked that email, right? So you know what is existing and what is not existing, okay? I'm going off topic here, but um, Freemasonry, okay. So there's a thought field, and in my opinion, that the Freemasonry rituals are always the same, right? It's always been the same as far as I know, right? So what happens is you have a group of people and they keep accessing saying the same words, doing the same exact rituals. Those rituals are building up in this field and becoming more and more and more powerful. So it's like it's like you have a prayer and then everybody starts saying the same prayer, focusing on the exact same prayer. You know, that's becomes very powerful and creative force, right? So these rituals, which includes your body, includes your body, includes your thoughts and your your words, all put together, combined, creates this very um kind of song. It's like a, you know how a, like a song has power, right? When millions of people sing that song, when you when you turn on the radio, you can feel that other people are listening to that song, right? You can feel it, right? And so that's what these rituals are, in my opinion. Are you're feeling this ritual that has gone on for maybe a thousand years, two thousand years, right? If it's King of Solomon, like, a long time ago, right? So same ritual is going on over and over about higher Mabith and uh, you have all these different degrees, right? So that's all about 33 and there's 33 vertebrae and you're, you're playing with energy, right? The, the thought field around the earth and all these people have done the same ritual over and over again. So there's power and you can tell just by reading the, the ritual book, I've I read the ritual book, I think, front to back, and just by looking at that and saying in the words, oh, you can feel the vibration. It's a very, very powerful book. The Masons, they understand energy, um, um, the power of uh, words, and in my opinion, a lot of the ritual book doesn't really make a lot of sense, you know. It's, it talks about being, being a good Mason and being a good person and all that stuff, right? And you're not you're not supposed to, uh, you know, you're supposed to treat all the brotherhood or, or the people. Excuse me, you're supposed to treat. You're not supposed to say anything bad or you're supposed to have harmony in the, in the fraternity, right? So all the Masons, all the Masons are supposed to treat other Masons with, uh, with a good will, right? 
So you have this kind of positive vibration and friendship and work together, do projects together, um, do business together. And obviously you have, you're supposed to be white and a man and, and the Royals, you know, the Royals of England, they're all tied into it. The Royals of Europe, they're all tied into it. They're high, high level Masons, a lot of them. And the founding of Canada and the founding of the United States, there's, in your town right now, there's probably a Mason um, lodge, right? I'm not saying they're all bad or whatever, right? But I'm just giving you an overview. So even like a couple hundred years ago, the first towns that were created, there was Mason Lodge. Like I was in Barkerville in BC, Canada, and there's a Mason Lodge there at the founding in the Gold Rush, the Gold Rush in BC, uh, Canada, which is uh, like a hundred something years ago. And there was a Mason Lodge there. I've been in that lodge. Um, one of the first lodges, I think, and a lot of, you know, high-level people in um, in the government and business, they're all Masons, right? And I think you can be a group, a uh, member of different uh, fraternities. You can be a member of Skull and Bones and a Freemason at the same time. And then you look at all the, the presidents, like I think 40, 50 percent or more of the presidents were masons i think it's george washington the founding fathers of the united states were all masons right and then um the very uh, powerful people right uh, i think isaac newton uh, i think leonard leonardo da vinci michelangelo possibly like these are all high level masons right and then I've heard that once you, you have to do, uh, do go from 32nd to 33 is like, I'm not sure how they pick that, but they have to pick you. You can't just go to the 33rd. You have to be chosen, right? And then I've heard that you go in the U.S., you would go to the, the main lodge in, um, Washington, D.C. if you had a, a 33rd. And then you go there, and uh, this one guy said, then you would you'd have to pay a large amount of money to become a thirty third. And then I've heard that you can after that you can choose if you want to go to the black magic or you want to go to the white magic, right? And I heard that a lot of um, the real heavy stuff uh, starts at like thirty third. And, um, they say, like, one of the biggest secrets is, um, the, just the secret, the book, The Secret, that your thoughts have power and your thoughts are creative and law of attraction. That's one, like, a high-level masonry, right? But you think, oh, everybody can get access to that. Yeah, but how do you treat that concept, right? Do you live that concept? Do you use it on a daily basis? you know and um i think a lot of uh the rituals a lot of the the secret society stuff they're not they don't give you all the information it's kind of like you it's a learn as you go you have to 
You have to look, find the truth in the symbols. You have to find it. Like, they give you the symbolism, and they give you the ritual, and they give you the books and stuff like that, but you have to find and grow as a person. You find the truth on your own, right? And the biggest truths are some, or truths you already intuitively know, right? But you just, like, you, um, you, you come to realizations about these truths. That, um, realizations of the truths and, but, you know, and your power. And these are all, like, like, historical truths that are kind of hidden in, inside you from, Maybe millions of years or thousands of years, or uh, you know, beyond time, beyond space. The biggest truths are are hidden inside the human body, inside of you right now, right? And um, these clubs are trying to give give a give a pathway for you. I think uh, Freemasonry is just another religion, right? It's a religion, in my opinion. And they had to stay kind of underground at the time of Christianity, right? Because inquisitions and all that stuff, they just decided it'd be better to... There was battles between Freemasonry and, Christ, and Christianity, and um, a lot of Masons were injured and hurt and whatnot, right? There was purges, and so they just decided to keep a secret club and pass on these truths, right? Um, and there's, there's a reason behind, like, the beehive, right? Yeah, they're, like, in masonry, they have, I think they have, like, a beehive, and there's a, and then they call, uh, Beyonce, the, the queen bee, right? What does that mean? Right, I'm, um, and then, and then the, the lodge is inside, it's all about like astrology, and you point to this star, point to that star, and you do this ritual, and this grandmaster, he's doing this, and that guy, master's doing that, and they have a bib over their, their loins, right, like a, so there's, and then it goes back to like ancient Egypt, and I think it's, in my opinion, it's a ancient Egyptian, religion ancient religion ancient egyptian priest class from uh, Ptah. like Ptah was the divine architect right if you look up Ptah, you're gonna see holy shit this is fucking makes a lot of sense right this is um makes a lot of sense to secret society stuff because Ptah, he had a blue skull skull cap right like a jewish yarmulke but it was a skull cap and he was um, the creator gods, and he created all these other gods, and he was the divine blacksmith, right? And, he, you know, ancient Egypt, uh, Ptah, he's very, very uh, poignant to, um, in my opinion, to uh, modern secret societies and um, esoteric groups, uh, Ptah. And when he spoke, he would speak, and then... Things would be created, and um, and the Ptah, when they had the temple, they put ears on the wall, right? Like um, drawings of ears or actual ears on the wall, because Ptah would listen to you, and you would speak him your your prayers, what you wanted, and he would manifest with this with his voice, right? 
as Batar. And the um the Freemasons are always talking about Isis and Osiris and um Set and but I think the real one is Batar. I think that's that's where it is. I think they're priests of Batar. But um in this book, there's a book called the Hiram Key. Hiram Key, written by Masons, and I know there there could be ob obfuscation, right? There could be uh, um, maybe they're not putting accurate information out. This is a possibility, but they say it's an ancient Egyptian king making ceremony that um, the Freemasons do, right? ancient Egyptian king making ceremony that the Egyptian royalty they kept secret and they would do and they would pass on to their um, sons and daughters and it was kept in a very select group right so what was this ancient king making ceremony and um, there was another group another power that kind of took over the south of Egypt and they occupied like a high positions in the governments and companies and they were there was a conflict a balance of uh, power and you could say civil war but it wasn't a war it was just like a civil instability um and this new power this new tribal people trying to take over egypt or run egypt they wanted these secrets from the egyptian um they wanted to be Egyptian pharaohs, they wanted to be Egyptian kings, but but the people of Egypt wouldn't accept them as Egyptian royalty because they weren't, um, they didn't have, they didn't go through this ritual of uh, ancient king-making ceremony. So the, the Hiram Key is about this, right? It's about this ancient Egyptian king-making ceremony, it doesn't say what it is, but in my opinion, um, it's about enlightenment. There's a, a lot of the Freemasonry um, rituals are other people putting in you into precarious, uncomfortable positions, right? And they grab your arm, grab your leg here, grab there, there, put a sword into your chest or whatever, you know, it's like the point, not into your chest, but the point right at your chest and making you frightened and afraid, but and my uh, understanding is that they're trying to put you in an awkward position to allow enlightenment to happen, to occur, right? And that, in my viewpoint, would be what a king-making ceremony would be, because you would, you would, uh, you would believe, you know, you would believe that you. It's hard to um, talk about, but. You would believe in divinity, right? Truth. And you would believe that you're a creator and you're very uh, special and powerful with that ceremony if it happened. I'm not saying everybody is gonna, that's gonna happen to everybody, but I'm saying that some people could allow it to happen. But, um, Freemasonry. And then you go into magic and symbols. So a lot of masonry is about symbols. And symbols have vibration. And symbols can be calling cards for 
different dimensions and different entities, right? You, you know, like like Walt Disney, he was, uh, I think, allegedly a, a Freemason, right? He was in a magic, right? So, um, symbolism. You see, actually, the the Freemason symbol, you know, the triangle and the square and compass and stuff like that, right? What is that? Okay, there's all different kinds of them. Some are squiggly, some are, they have different designs, right? So what I did, I printed out those different symbols. And you can, you can feel that different energy, the different, a lot of them are, very, these are very powerful symbols, okay? I don't, okay, I, what I did is I, I printed them on my printer, you know, and then I put them up on my wall. And I realized that one, like one I did, is very squiggly and is very beautiful and different. I put this one up and then I realized, fuck, there's something in my room now, right? There's like, I'm, there's like hundreds of creatures in my room. Swear to God, man, this is what I, I felt like there was hundreds of creatures in my room. And I felt like I, this symbol was a portal. And there was these fucking hundreds of djinn and they're all looking at me and they're all decrepit and kind of like disgusting. But I couldn't visually see them. I could just feel them. I just felt like I wasn't alone in this room anymore, right? And I'm not schizophrenic or nothing. This is just me, right? Sometimes I can pick up on the energy and stuff like that. And then this other symbol, I printed that out. But um, when these creatures arrived, I thought, like, fuck. The first thing I thought is that you guys are pathetic. Like, what the fuck is this, man? Like, um, and I, I felt bad for these creatures, right? Be and they were all looking at me. It was like it was like I had put a calling card up, right? And uh, they all came, and they were all staring at me in my room. And uh, um, they were very small, you know, small, decrepit little creatures, like... And then I thought, what the fuck? And so I ripped it up and I ripped up the symbol through in the garbage and they disappeared. So that's good. But um, don't be careful if you play around with this kind of stuff. But um, then another symbol, I printed that one out. And it looked kind of normal, like a normal basic symbol. And I put it on my wall by my bed, when, like by my head when I was sleeping. I couldn't fucking sleep. Because I felt this power going right into my skull. I felt like a, like a vortex. Right? The symbol, it was like a fucking vortex of uh, like space. It felt like I could put my hand through the wall. That's what it felt like. And it felt like this kind of cold vortex energy was just blasting through. It felt like a doorway. That's what it felt like. It felt like a doorway to a, a dimension. And I was like, fuck, I can't sleep. And if I... You know, I don't want to go to sleep with this doorway right by my head, so I ripped it up immediately and I, I threw it away. Um, but I'm taught, you know, in this uh, other club I'm in, uh, Global Information Network, I'm taught that the symbols can bring you power, right? Like, actual magic rings exist, magic amulets exist, and you see the kings and queens, you know, Queen of England, and they have all these amulets and staffs and fucking jewels and all this kind of shit on their head all the time right you know when they do these big rituals the, the staff and amulets and they're and i was taught that when the elite class when you get older a certain age you're given 
rings and amulets that actually have power. So like a ring will will be there's a way to create a ring and infuse it with power and energy. And there's a way to create amulets and infuse them with power and energy, right? And, you know, a lot of people believe this. A lot of cultures believe it. You know, magic, lucky charms. You heard that before, right? A lucky coin. Everybody's got a lucky thing. Or some people, they had bad health. So they got a crystal that was good for luck. And there's a, I think the Crystal Bible is supposedly one of the best ones. So there's a book called the Crystal Bible. And whatever you want to help with you, um, that you want to work on, you're supposed to wear a crystal on there. Every crystal has a different vibration that can help you, right? And gold is supposed to help you create wealth, right? And this is big in the club that I've learned the royals are all into gold, right? Gold everywhere. Even Trump, he has a gold toilet. His whole apartment is filled with gold, right? And uh, the elite class, they, they're wherever they go, like in their house, they'll have a big bar of gold somewhere because it's supposed to affect your vibration. It's one of the purest uh, elements, right? Um, most powerful elements from the sun, you know? And so gold is very important to the elite class. Personally, I, I, I haven't noticed that. Sometimes I wear a gold chain. I don't notice my wealth going up or down, but that's what I've been taught, right? Mm. but Kevin Kevin Trudeau in the club uh, when he was doing one of the levels he was teaching he was going to do a level 7 so it took you know there's, there's supposedly 12 levels but they haven't all been completed yet in our club right so he can uh, I think he can go as high as 7 now or 7 or 8 now that's about it but when he was doing the training for level 7, which was about money, he actually went to Switzerland. I think Zurich, Switzerland, where the gold deposit was. And he got as close, got an apartment as close to the gold deposit as possible. And then he, that's where he recorded the training. And the high level training that we get above level 5, um, 6, 7, 8, 9, whatever. Um, you're not allowed to record this information. Like the levels, levels one to five, you can we 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 could purchase either through the website or on via CD sets, right? We could purchase one to five. We could take it home and you could whatever, right? You could do a, you could probably give it to people if you wanted. Didn't matter, but. But level six and above is supposed to be a secret, you know, whatever that means. But um, you would only have a piece of paper and a pen. You would, we would have to go to a room and we just, uh, we'd listen to a tape from Kevin talking for a couple hours or whatever, four or five hours, and then we would have to take notes. And that's how you'd learn six and above, right? But um. Okay, Freemasonry. I go in kind of getting real deep in some heavy stuff, right? Freemasonry. Hiram Abiff. Rituals. 33 degrees. And then you learn like George Lucas is, puts his uh, mansion, or Skywalker Ranch, on 33rd degree parallel. 
and then you see there's those vortexes and pyramids and these different um, sites around the globe, right? Um, and there's natural vortexes. Okay, I know what I want to discuss, all right? Okay, uh, symbols can create and attract energy, right? So the, the Global Information Network uh, triangle is supposed to attract positive energy. You can look it up online. It's just a simple pyramid triangle. It's supposed to attract pi um, positive energy. But you all see all the biggest companies in the world, they have like Masonic type logos. Yeah, you notice that, right? And I know it has a lot to do with like VW and 666 and all this stuff. Um, I don't know the number or significance of 666. You know, people say it's bad stuff, but um, I, I've heard different things. It's about carbon and about elements and um, whatever. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, let me think for a second. Okay, Freemasonry. Logos, oh yeah, okay, buildings. Freemasonry was specifically used to be about making buildings, right, with stone. Um, and what the elites class, and uh, this goes back to, you know, Napoleon, I think he was a Freemason, right? And he could remember, he had a, like, amazing memory, he could remember all of the names of the soldiers in his army, right? So the elite class, they actually make buildings they design buildings to make you feel good okay this is a big concept if you go hang out with these high level billionaire people and these fancy fucking like the palace of versailles or something you know there's rooms and stuff to make you feel good in my opinion this is what the whole the the whole pyramids are about right it's a, it's a meditation uh, complex. It's a meditation pyramid. And it's all about you going in there and it's easier to, to experience enlightenment. Okay? Boosting your energy. If you ever been, you know, Vatican is very powerful and positive energy coming from the Vatican. I know there's probably black magic inside, but in the, the little square outside the front, I felt you can feel very... You know, there's vortexes, natural vortexes from the earth coming up. Um, vortexes, energies, um, maybe you call it chi or something. I'm not sure the, the exact terminology, but the natural energy of the earth, right? Um, Bermuda Triangle. So the elites are making these buildings to make you feel good. And, and then surprisingly, that lines up with... Uh, Feng Shui, right, in China. Same thing, fucking lines up, right? Feng Shui. Feng Shui is about making you feel good in your own house. Right, cleaning up the energy, having that flow of energy. If you ever go into a bank, a bank is spotless, man. And that's where all the money is, right? Bank is spotless. They don't have, they don't have dirty floors, they don't have garbage inside, they don't have... Like, it's all open, you know, open space. So you have a clean room, uh, flow of energy, you, you feng shui your room, you can, you can, can help you create and manifest, right? 
uh, this is a lot of secret society teachings too. Like a lot of the wealthy men, they all feng shui, right? Celebrities, they're all about feng shui. And the Freemasons is about feng shui too. They don't call it feng shui, they just, you know, it's masonry. They're making buildings. To make you feel good, make you powerful, right? So, um, I think that's about it, you know. There's a lot of data about masonry. I was told you have to learn a, a new language, but I, I can't verify that. I, and then it's very difficult to move up the ranks, etc., etc., unless you have a good memory. And, yeah, I think I'm going to wrap it up. Okay, I'm Kevin. Uh, have a nice day. Skitty Frost, I'm the boss. You're going to fight with me you get lost. Because I'm going to double cross and shoot on you. You don't have a clue. I beat your whole team. Just living the dream. I keep it clean. Katie's got Maybelline girls on the side. I'm going to sit back and ride while you try to drive. Fuck the cops, you're gonna get
shop, mix a lot, keep the party hot. I never stop. I just walk and walk and talk and talk and everybody loves my shit. Kiki's going on lickety split, suck my dick, keep it quick. Kiki's going on, this ain't no fucking trick. Cause he's a stupid bitch. And I'm just getting more.